Hey, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. And I couldn't be more excited about today's episode because it is a collaboration with another badass woman that I respect so greatly. Tiffany Souter has launched a podcast called Scared Confident. Tiffany is the CEO of Element 3. Badass isn't that she's the CEO with tons of awards and accolades for her accomplishments. It's her heart and her character and her guts to put out this podcast called Scared Confident, where she wants to vulnerably start a conversation or continue a conversation, be part of a conversation about what it means to stand and face your fears and let that be one of the key components to building our confidence because we all have them. We all have fears. And we talk about it on this podcast incessantly. I often call it uncertainty. And we talk through the sea of uncertainty. And Tiffany reached out to me recently during the Stand Tall in Your Story event and said, hey, let's let's do a collaboration. And that to me is the marker of an amazing human who says, hey, we're each doing similar things with this podcast and embracing women and community. And wouldn't it just be great if we did it better together? And so we did a little bit on stage at the Stand Tall in Your Story event. She is now going to be broadcasting the stories from the participants of season two's event on her podcast, Scared Confident, for this next season. So please, please, please go right now and subscribe to Scared Confident and make sure that you are in tune with this wonderful woman that I am so blessed to call my friend. So today's episode, I borrowed from her the very first episode when she launched her podcast. And this is a really profound and I'm just going to call it what it is. It's deep, y'all. Uh, episode of a fear interview that she did with Nathaniel McGuire, who's a life coach and a marriage and family counselor. And what Nathaniel has done with Tiffany, uh, he has interviewed her and actually interviewed her fears. And they describe this much better than I am right now, so I'm just going to let the episode speak for itself. But in, in this time, you're going to see, you're not going to see, it's a podcast, you're going to hear <laughs> Tiffany really dig deep into her fears. And I couldn't be more excited to share this with you and just release how vulnerable and beautiful this interview is. Okay, enough from me. Let's go. I'm not coming down. All right, Tiffany, this is the fear interview and the most important thing is to make a distinction between you and fear. So you are fear, you are not Tiffany, and we're asking fear about Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Souter, and this is Scared Confident. 
You're about ready to hear my interview, my fear interview with Nathaniel McGuire. Nathaniel, the life coach, a marriage and family counselor here in Indianapolis. And in this experience, he asks you to take on your fear, to actually step in and take on the personality of your fear and talk to yourself in the third person. As you listen in on my fear interview with Nathaniel, and as he's asking me these questions and walking me through the process, I just invite you to put yourself in that seat to ask yourself the same questions. What is fear saying to you? Where are you letting fear take control of your self-perception, of your dreams, of the things that you believe about yourself? So fear, what is the situation where it's easy to influence or cause Tiffany to worry or panic? I can get Tiffany's attention when she has a really big idea about something and she starts to think through like anticipation and what might happen. And then she starts to think about what other people might think of that and through the lens of their expectations. So you get her to worry about the unknown, what might happen, and what others are thinking. Yeah, and also I can I can get Tiffany to also think about why she's not qualified. She starts to see the things in her life that that would make her blemished in such a way that she doesn't deserve to walk into that opportunity or to that idea. What is it you specifically tell her is going to happen in that situation where she presents or has a big idea? What's going to happen? I think that I help, I, I help her see that these things might create distance between her and people around her. easier for me to get her to think about the things that don't qualify her to make it happen. One of the things I've realized, there's three notes in the last three months that people have written me that were thanking me for something profound, giving me feedback in like the a good job that I did in 2020 in leadership. And another one was an employee that was departing that was sharing that this was like working at Element 3 changed her life. It took me probably three weeks to have the courage to open up any of those notes. Mm. And I can't make sense to myself about why, but it's somehow connected to this whole thing. So what did you tell Tiffany about what was going to be written in those notes? What did you tell her? What did you make her fearful about? I, I think I make her fearful that she can't handle the praise. 
that it's going to become about her. And there's something about being able to like distinguish between me, Tiffany, her life, like as a vessel for good and helping Tiffany always remember that you don't deserve a bunch of great things to happen to you. And if they do, it's going to change you. It's going to be all consuming to you. And it's going to create distance between you and the people that you love. So you tell Tiffany that praise, compliments could make her arrogant and that she is going to become arrogant yes. if she accepts too much praise. Yes. You're, you're, you're constantly making her fearful about accepting good compliments, anything that could cause her to refrain from being humble is what you're telling her. Correct. It's much more comfortable for Tiffany when things are hard and painful. That's what you tell her. Mm-hmm. She believes that? She does believe that. Uh, what do you tell her about what God believes about her? What do you say to her about God? What do you make her fearful about? I can, I can distract her in that God is a... Um, in getting her to forget about his mercy and to get her to focus on works. And I can, I can distract her with a lot of busyness so that she doesn't spend time like on her heart, I can, I can use fear. I can show up in a way that makes her believe that she'll disappoint people if she doesn't show up for them physically, that, um, That there's just a lot of physical work to be done, I guess. So when it came to those notes, it sounded as if you knew there were good things in those notes. You actually knew that there were going to be some compliments in those notes. Mm -hmm. Did you tell Tiffany that? Yes. But you made her afraid of those good compliments by telling her if she reads those, it might make her become arrogant. And then what will she lose if she becomes arrogant? I tell her she's going to lose her discernment. I tell her that she's going to lose relationships. I tell her that she's going to lose her ability to be able to be impactful. 
some degree, she's going to lose some of herself. What happens when she listens to you? How does that make her feel? She holds back. She stops. What does that do to her energy? It brings her down. It gives her a bad day or a bad morning or a bad start. So it sounds like you talk to Tiffany a lot, constantly telling her that she better not accept too much praise or too many compliments or she's going to become this terrible person. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it causes her to hold back. It causes her to lose energy and to feel down. What do you think she would do if she knew the difference between her own thoughts and you telling her these things? For instance, when it came to those notes, if she knew that this was you, it was not her, what would she do? How long would it have taken her to open those notes? She probably would have opened it like on a normal pace, like, you know, a day or an hour, depending on when she saw it first. It became something that I got her to work around. And how long did it take her to open those? Weeks. What else are you in her life making her take weeks to do? that she would do at a normal time if you weren't in her life? I used to be able to use her fear of conflict. Not so much conflict, but her fear of the truth. But that doesn't work as well as it used to. So, so what are you up to now in her life? What are you attacking her about lately? I try to make her feel small. But why? What are you what are you up to? Tell her. What's her big idea that you're after right now? Trying to give purpose to the last 20 years. And what are you after as she's trying to do that? What are you trying to do? Trying to slow it down. Do you tell her that? Yeah, I definitely tell her that. I definitely tell her. That. Your friends might make fun of you. Definitely tell her that. The people who know you most won't believe it won't care, won't support it. So it sounds like you're pretty relentless. Isn't there a part of Tiffany's life that you know is actually inspiring to people? I, I know that she has a God-given gift of communication and being able to make big things in life simple and relatable. I know that she has that ability. But isn't that a compliment? Like, that's a good thing. She doesn't, you don't allow her to accept praise. Like, 
you just said something really good about her. Like, isn't she supposed to protect herself from a good compliment like that? I think that one of the other things that I distract her with is like her husband knows her best and I tell her that He won't understand why you need to go on this journey. What do you tell her is going to happen if she goes on this journey? That speaking the truth mm -hmm. about what life really looks like. is gonna leave me alone. It's gonna leave her alone. And that we're asked to pick between going along with the bullshit of what people want you to say about them or stepping into truth and alone and his fear I tell her just go with the easy narrative just stick with the program and nobody gets hurt but you're lying because you're hurting Tiffany already. You're causing her to be more alone by not telling the truth because what is it you know about the truth, Fear? Tell us. What does the truth it sets do? sets you free. That's right. You know that, don't you? And you know that Tiffany is an amazing communicator. Who gave Tiffany that gift to communicate? God. And what does God want her to do with that gift? wants her to speak truth, to make it normal and okay. That you can be exceptional and blemished at the same time. So lately you're being pretty relentless, aren't you, with Tiffany? Constantly attacking her mind, telling her that she's going to be alone. People aren't going to understand. I mean, you're basically saying she's going to hurt everybody, aren't you? Yes. When you told her and made her afraid to open up those letters and you told her what was going to happen when she opened them up, did that happen? Did she become arrogant and become a terrible person? Did those things happen? No, they didn't. So you lied to her? Yes, I did. So you're pretty deceptive. That's what I do. Deceive and lie. 
When is the first time you came into her life when she was young and made her very fearful of what others think? When she was in sixth grade, she was picked on. Partially for her her body and um, and partially for her her naive kindness and was a situation where there were two schools who came together in middle school and so just the friend dynamics changed a lot that year for her and as she kind of you know resumed and sort of stepped into friendships like they were before and they had changed and kids were mean to her I helped her see that Sometimes it's just better to be invisible and to not step into your leadership. To just go with what other people say. So that's the problem. You've been with her for a long time, telling her how to be safe and never to go through that again, to be treated like that bullied, really... um, Excluded. Yeah. That's one of her greatest fears, isn't it? Yeah. To be mistreated, excluded, set apart. And so you're telling her that this big idea could cause her to be that nerdy little girl again, huh? Ostracized looked down upon. Left by the people you thought were your friends. That's what you're telling her is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you're, you have her like reliving this already in her mind, don't you? Something that hasn't even happened. But Subconsciously, yes. So tell us where she's at and what she's doing. When you try to make her fearful You tell her lies. You tell her her big ideas, all the bad things that are going to happen. You try to stop her progress, and she doesn't listen to you. What is she doing? Where is she at? What's going on? Where she just doesn't listen to you when you tell her these things. When she's surrounded by people... who understand the vision when she's surrounded by people who she can see in micro moments are connecting to what she's been through. When she has the courage to say her fears, it gives me less room to live. 
It's when they're quiet and hidden that I have the most power. So the very thing that gives her power, speaking these things, talking openly about you with people she's connected with and love, that's the very thing that gives her strength to overcome you. Yes. Do you tell her that? No. No, you don't. It sounds like, well, she was bullied in school, I mean, and mistreated. Aren't you bullying her? Aren't you constantly telling her what to be afraid of and what not to do? Aren't you causing her to lose energy, to feel down on certain days, and to be stagnant in certain areas? And you're relentless. Yeah. Aren't you the very thing that her gift of communication helps people to overcome you and she overcomes you by doing that? That's why I attack it so fervently. Yeah, ever since she was a little girl. It's almost as if you know if she operates in her gift, she will overcome you and inspire others to overcome you. Is that true? Yes. I also tell her, you think you might see what truth is, but you might be wrong. So keep your mouth shut. You're so deceptive. Mm -hmm. What would Tiffany do if she could tell the difference between her own thoughts and you? What would she do about you? I think she'd just steamroll me because she'd be able to get momentum. She'd shut me down. Yeah, because even with you in her life, then she still accomplished quite a lot, even with you harassing her, right? So if she could distinctly tell when it was you, yeah, she would steamroll. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I know that when I make her world small and she focuses on herself, that it stops her. But you still can't really totally stop her, can you? No. You can throw yeah. up roadblocks, but you can't stop her. Right. You can just torment her because you can't stop her. So you might as well torment her while she's doing all these things mm -hmm. that she's created to do. And you're really coming after her right now with this big idea because you hate that idea, don't you? Yeah, I do. Because it starts to normalize fear for a lot of people. Can she live without you? Yeah, she can. Do you tell her that? No. What would her life be like without you? Her life would be full. Her life would be Her life would be satisfying and to some degree peaceful. I think she would feel clear. I 
I wasn't there. Do you tell her that? No. No, you tell her pretty much. You tell her how you're gonna keep her safe. You tell her she shuts her mouth and uh, she doesn't speak truth to power. She goes with the status quo, everything will be good. That's what you tell her, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't hear at all that that makes her feel good, does it? No, it doesn't. And I hear that you know she's actually gifted to do all these very things that you're trying to stop her from doing. Yes, she is. You've been tormenting her for quite some time because you can't stop her, but you are relentless about this new big idea. Like, you're pulling out all the stops. Like, you hate this big idea. Why don't you tell her the truth? What's going to happen when she does this big idea? Tell her what's going to happen. She's going to have peace. She's going to have community. She's going to give language so that people who feel invisible feel seen and like things are like life is normalized she's gonna experience people who are attracted to the intimacy that is a Available when there's transparency, and perhaps some people who choose not to live in that world. Just going to experience truth made free. Yep. You don't tell her that, though, do you? No. So, uh, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? She's going to do that, isn't she? Yeah, she's going to do that. Isn't she pretty amazing? Oh. <laughs> Tell her. She's pretty amazing, isn't she? Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, you don't like to say that, do you? I don't you? like to say that. No, you don't. But I, if I said some terrible things about her, you could say that, huh? You, you don't mind her taking terrible comments, huh? It's more comfortable. Yeah, that's what you tell her. Is that really comfortable? If she saw her daughter and a bunch of people saying terrible comments, and she saw you trying to tell her daughter that it's comfortable, what would she say about that? Get out of my way. Thank you. You're trying to make her comfortable listening to you tell her terrible mm-hmm. shit about herself, right? Yes. Does God tell her to live like that? No. Doesn't he say things like she's fearfully and wonderfully made and mm-hmm. no weapon formed shall prosper and 
greater is he that is in her than he that is in the world. And he says those type of things, right? Yes. She can do all things through Christ and things like that. Like these powerful statements. Mm-hmm. So it's you putting her down and making her think it's more comfortable to be that way. So really, you have her convinced that the reason she's made it this long and this far being a humble person is because she listens to you? Yeah. You kind of leave out her whole spirituality, don't you? Mm-hmm. Isn't that why Tiffany has made it to this place that she is and the success that she has because she has faith? Isn't that why? Do you, do you ever tell her that? I don't remind her of that, no. Doesn't, doesn't her faith that she really holds to have things like the golden rule that maybe other religious people don't listen to, but Tiffany actually believes in treating others as she wants to be treated? Doesn't that make her humble? Yes, it does. But you don't tell her that. No, I don't. Why don't you share with us the kind of things you say to Tiffany to humble her, the kind of names you call her? What is it you say to demean her to make her feel so-called humble in your book that she needs to remember and always hold on to? What what kinds of things are you saying to her about herself? Mm. Tell her. Um, You're not enough. And also that you're... um, you're prideful um, that you could do more that you're lazy um Probably the biggest ones, yeah, that you're that you're lazy and probably that you're a little bit like sheltered and stupid in the sense that like grew up in a small town she she hasn't seen a lot of stuff and so there's a lot that you don't know about so don't think you know everything naive naive same thing they called her when she was a little girl holy crap Is this self-protection too? Because I've actually, you could find me on like four podcasts telling the story where the first recession, 09, element three, like hit a brick wall, basically had a yard sale of like, you know, kind of crashed. And I tell people, I say, you know, I got through that basically by saying, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? I was like, well, the worst thing that happens is... Element three goes belly up. I don't know. I 
if I can't go through bankruptcy court, I spend five years of my life making a decent income to pay off the debt I owe. And then we sell our house or the bank floor closes on it and we end up in one of our parents' basement. That's the worst thing that could happen. And I'm like, I can live with that. I guess I'll just keep going. Is that like a healthy way of dealing with fear or is that like, is that giving the lie power? It's interesting because when you tell that narrative, the truth is there still isn't any unknown. There is no unknown to that. So even when you name that, I still hear faith because you're naming the worst case and you're saying it's not that bad. Right. See? So to me, that's not necessarily fear. Fear causes you to fight, flight, or be paralyzed. You are still operating saying, up, oh, mm-hmm. fear, that's not shit. That's all you got for me? So what? I that's think the- that's how I bring it into command. When my experience, when I arrest power from the worst case and say, mm-hmm. well, we're going to deal with that then. Mm-hmm. What happens is we find people who have been through that and we take one step at a time and we explore God's, you know, in that way, in a way that we never expected life would need to bring to us. But if that happens, then we deal with that. That's what we do. But I'm not going to spend my energy. I find in my own mind, if until I arrest control over, I'm like spending so much time driving around mm-hmm. fear that I I lose my bearings and I get really distracted. And when I can sort of arrest back power and say, no, like I'm... I am not going to let you take all these detours. I'm not going to allow you to steal the moments I do have. I'm not going to allow you to, you know, distract me from the things that are in my control. I'm not going to do that. So I don't know. Is that? Well, well there, so there's a, a distinct difference. One, you're naming the unknown, and then you're going into the unknown and saying, but I can handle that. And I can hear other people, what you're about to do, give testimony that they went through that and made it. The other one, you're naming the unknown and saying, I can't handle that. Mm -hmm. What if this happens and this happens and this happens? So when you talked about your big idea and the unknown and the things that could happen, you become paralyzed and say, well, and, and yours, this is how you know yours is a calling. I look at yours like... I don't have a choice. I, I'm going to do that, but let's put it off as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And let's become perfect and let's get everything right because mm-hmm. I got to go there. That's mm-hmm. how you know when someone has a call in their life. So in one, you're naming the unknown and saying, I can do it. It'll be terrible, but I'll do it. Mm-hmm. The other one you're saying, no, that'll destroy everything. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot handle that. Right? So you can name the unknown and name these fears because the other thing is, it's not necessary to speak them either, right? To keep speaking the worst case scenario over your life so it won't catch you off guard mm-hmm. when it happens. There's a power that starts to come in that too. Like, let's not even do that, mm-hmm. right? But the truth is, the way you do it, you'll name all those things. Like, you're like an insurance agent, right? <laughs> you'll name them all. Like, Legit, how, much yeah. is these, how much are all these going to cost? Uh-huh. Let's put a plan together, but I'm going to name them all because that's my business. Uh-huh but I can handle it versus I hear them all and I cannot. Uh-huh. That's what has been, is starting to become paralyzing. Totally. And that's how I know because fear fixates on what's most important. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know 
It's like a map of what you're created or supposed to do because it's putting all of its energy there. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, thank you, fear. You just told me what I'm supposed to be doing. Like that you're, you're actually scared of that. Mm -hmm. You you don't care if I do everything else. You just don't want me doing that. So what do you know? You're a liar, right? So you know that fear's whole goal, really, it's not really after you. It's after your gifts. Mm -hmm. That's what it really wants. And the major gift is faith. That that's how you overcome fear is faith. Period. That's why that's the first thing people begin to question. It has to dismantle your faith. Mm -hmm. And people think that it has to be like an Allah or Jesus. No, we've all been giving an essence of faith. And it's up to us how to maximize it. You can't get in an elevator if you don't have faith. You can't get in a car if you don't have faith. You would think you're going to die and you'd be paralyzed. So we all have faith. It's how we use and exercise it. And we learned with you, you get faith from being connected with people and sharing with them. Mm -hmm. This is actually where your faith comes from. And that makes sense because you're a leader. So your faith actually grows as you use your gift. But the other thing is, as you spend time with your creator, just embracing unconditional love and that you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You don't have to work. Like you don't, you don't have to do works or something. You don't have to perform for God but just uh, sitting in God's presence and know that Tiffany's loved unconditionally. And she does these things because she is love, but she doesn't do these things to get loved. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany, what you're gonna do now is you need a fear statement. It means that every time fear begins to talk to you that you say this statement. It can be anything, it can be a paragraph, it can be something as simple as not today for it. Okay, but you're going to use this every time now that you become conscious that it is not you brainstorming, it is not you processing or uh, thinking or meditating, that it is fear. And you, you know that it's fear because it told you what it does to you. Mm -hmm. It makes you think that somehow you're going to do something to be rejected. It makes you fixate on what others think about you, mm -hmm. and it tells you you're not worthy. Okay and then it causes your energy to be drained. So every time that you are feeling these things, you now know this is not Tiffany, this is fear talking to you. And you say this statement back to it out loud or in your mind, but you say this statement. So what is that statement for you that you need to say back to fear? Dear fear, I will not let you distract me from the fact that I I'm a complete and whole child of God. I will not allow you to distract me with being consumed about what others might think, with the narrative that I'm lesser than, with the narrative that God can't possibly work through a vessel like me. Fear I seek to kill you. I seek to destroy you. So that you no longer have the ability to do that to me. Fear, I know that God has placed and stitched talents inside of my being 
in a way that his jealous heart desires me to use those in a way that bring glory to him, the way that I can serve those around me. And I will not allow you to distract me with the lie that I'm doing that for selfish gain. Mm. Fear I am free of you. And today I will choose to not live under you. You will not distract me with the lie that this is for selfish gain. That's the essence of mm -hmm. it. That's what it constantly tells you. Yeah. You will not distract me with the lie that is for selfish gain. Uh -huh. So what you said, that was more of like a letter to fear. Mm -hmm. But if you sum it up, what is the quick statement you'll say? I think the thing that you summarized, which is like, I am not doing this for selfish gain. And speaking that out loud allows me to discern between honest pursuit of my talents and like, I would say just like natural ambition behind that mm -hmm. because it gives me energy. And then I feel myself being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, don't you go being, <laughs> you know, like, don't you go being great at that. That's what I feel like. And I'm just like pulling the reins back, like, come, come, come back, 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 back. And then I'm like, but it gives me so much energy. And like, I have all these ideas and it's like, back, 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 back. And I'm just like fighting with myself. And so I think being able to say that declaratively and somewhat pray it over my own heart mm -hmm. so that that, and, and finding people who can keep me honest to that, I think is a, is a, more realistic safeguard than just fighting inside my own head and practicing releasing that. When you leave here today, guess what fear will be saying to you? Uh, I left some stuff out. Didn't quite do it right. Um, and there's a whole lot more other than the thing we found. So buckle up, buttercup. Just relentless, mm -hmm. right? So this is what is different today. The, the great news is, Tiffany, you're not the problem. Fear is the problem. And the second one is there's no way you can be the same because you have just heard fear using your thoughts and your voice to communicate with you, and you didn't know that before. Mm -hmm. And so now when it talks, it may get a couple words in, but like nails on a chalkboard, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll start to hear like, ah, that's you again. I am not talking to you, and you are not my friend. Mm -hmm. I don't need you anymore. It was never you that got me to the place that I'm mm -hmm. at. Okay, so you'll hear that, and you'll be able to make a distinction. Okay, so if you're walking down a path, it goes right and left. You get a discernment and peace about going left. You start to go left, and fear jumps out and says, "Boo." What does that mean? I'm on the right path. That's right. That's right. Uh -huh. So now fear is my indicator. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Tells me what to do now. Whatever I become overly fearful and anxious about, I'm like, thank you, mm. dummy. You just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. It worked a little bit, but now I know for a fact what I'm supposed to be doing. So it becomes an indic indicator and a superpower 
when you walk in that. And that's why it's so important for you to walk in that because that confidence overcomes those lies. But as long as fear can make you think and be insecure, then it can keep telling you that dumb lie, right? That you're going to do something for false gain, like vain. Well, that's not why you do things. Mm -hmm. So if you know that, it becomes laughable. Like fear you something else, like that's silly. I think what else is really illuminating to me from this process is when you said like, when you feel fear, it's an ind- it's like a green light indicator to run. And even the name of it was scared confident. Mm. This idea that like f- fear actually is a magnet yes. towards this like sense of surety, which feels so backwards mm-hmm. to what, you know, our less evolved understanding of what life is about sort of might suggest. As I've spent the last couple weeks just reflecting on what I learned from this experience, my big takeaway was that it's hard for me to believe that there is good in me. Fear desperately wants to take the microphone to control the narrative in my head that there's nothing good in me, that I shouldn't share what I see, that fear wants to shut me down. My question back to all of you is, what is fear telling you? What's it saying? Have you captured it? As we step back and take a look and make the decision to arrest control back from fear, what is it saying to you? I'd love it if you would have the courage and step into community with me. As I think more about this idea of community, I think really what it is is a group of people who have the courage to ask questions so that others too can benefit from those. We feel so much more together and less alone when we start to realize these questions that we have of life and of ourselves We're not the only one asking them. So if you'd be willing to share um, what you learned, what fear is telling you, I'd love it if you'd share it with me and text me at 317-350-8921. 317-350-8921. Text me, what's fear telling you? I'd love to hear and see how we can learn from it. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for being a part of this special episode in collaboration with Tiffany Souter and her podcast, Scared Confident. Please go now and subscribe to her podcast. And if you're not subscribed here, do that too. Thanks so much, y'all. Make it a great day. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground.